Good evening. Good to see each one of you here tonight. Would you please stand with me? Let's turn to page number six. Page number six. Praise ye the Lord, the Almighty. We have a lot to be thankful for and a lot to praise our God for tonight. Amen. Let's sing it out together. Page number six. We'll sing all four verses as we begin tonight. Praise ye the Lord, the Almighty. back in the Lord's house tonight. Amen. And uh, this is our uh, midweek uh, service this week. And so, of course, moving it uh, to this Tuesday night in light of uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, sure, thankful you're here uh, tonight. And I do hope and pray you brought a testimony uh, with you tonight. And uh, maybe just want to give the Lord uh, some glory tonight. He deserves it all. Amen. And so, sure, glad uh, that you're here. Let's go to the Lord on prayer tonight. I'm going to ask one of our other deacons, Brother Seth uh, Wisdom, if you would uh, pray. Yep, you are a deacon, brother, so don't use looking around like. So, but why don't you uh, open us in prayer tonight, brother?
Amen. Why don't you be seated uh, tonight? I did just want to mention a few uh, announcements. Uh, of course, tonight is our uh, midweek service, and so if you're here tomorrow night, you'll be the only one here, amen, uh, unless somebody else messed up as well, amen. But don't forget about if you do have kids uh, in Faith Baptist School, they are dismissing tomorrow at noon to start uh, their Thanksgiving break. And then, of course, uh, this coming uh, Sunday, November the uh, 27th, we are going to be having a combined uh, Sunday school class uh, with the two adult classes as well as the teen class. And one of our Heartland students, Brother Luke Quinlan, is going to be here, and he will be teaching uh, that uh, class. And so looking forward to that. And then Brother Jack Parker, our missionary uh, to Japan and uh, youth director, uh, is going to be preaching in the Sunday uh, night service. And so looking forward to that. Then we're going to have a baptism uh, Sunday night uh, as well with uh, Gentry Gutierrez. And so excited about that and thankful for that. Uh, Then, of course, uh, Wednesday, uh, November the 3rd, we'll get back to our midweek services, and Brother Tim uh, Quinlan is going to be preaching in the main service here uh, in, in, uh, well, what I would call big church, I guess, however you want to put it. Uh, In December, we do have uh, quite a few things coming up, have Missionary Kirk and Bonnie King to Albania will be here with us Sunday, uh, December the 4th. And then, of course, uh, we do have our uh, Christmas program for Faith Baptist School. That'll be December the 13th, which is on Of course, Christmas break begins December the 14th. They'll be dismissing at noon, and there'll be no school until Monday, January uh, the 2nd. And uh, for Christmas break there, and, uh, and I know our kids as well as our teachers, I just want to mention some other things. December the 17th, which is on a Saturday, be our churchwide outreach. And uh, that is uh, also the time where we try to go out and do some caroling. And so if you'd like to come and participate in that, again, that's Saturday, December the 17th. And it'll be 1030 in the morning as normal time. And then we'll go out and do uh, some caroling. Uh, Sunday, December the 18th is our junior church Christmas program. Have, uh, we also have Brother Dave Hardy be here with us. And he'll be preaching uh, Sunday morning and Sunday night. And then Christmas Day, which is uh, on a Sunday this year, we'll have one service. And that'll be at 1030 uh, in the morning. And so make sure you're here uh, for that. And then, of course, January the 1st, which is New Year's Day, also is on a Sunday but we're going to have regular services, amen, and I could think of nothing better than to start the year out in the house of the Lord, amen, and so looking forward uh, to that. Okay, if you have your prayer list tonight, let's go ahead uh, and get those out, and I did just want to mention a few things uh, tonight, uh, just very quickly, if you would continue to pray uh, for Miss Sue uh, Nugent, uh, she uh, was scheduled to have her hand surgery this morning, I got a call from Brother Bob I believe it was around 10.30 or so in the morning, and she uh, had the surgery, and everything went really uh, good, and so she was back home uh, recovering, and so trust that she's doing okay tonight, and so do uh, continue to pray for her. And then also just wanted to mention this Harold Powell that we've been praying for. That's um, uh, Matthew Powell, and that's the son-in-law, Miss Marie's son-in-law, right, uh, that's on our prayer list, and his dad, Harold Powell, uh, was on life support, and they unplugged everything, and he woke up. And so just uh, amazing there, and just a real blessing. But as far as I know, uh, he's still kind of battling along, and I see Miss Angel back there nodding her head. And so, But just wanted to 
ask if we would continue to pray, uh, make it a point to make sure that we pray for him and the family uh, there. And then, of course, uh, with it being Thanksgiving, we do have quite a few families that are traveling. And so thought I'd mention uh, those tonight. Of course, uh, Rich and, and Georgie Raymer are already uh, on the road and traveling. Uh, Natalie's family, uh, she has quite a bit of family. Uh, my mother-in-law and father-in-law made it up uh, last night. And, uh, uh, and I know she has some more family that, that are traveling as well. Brother Don uh, Katanix is going to be heading out tomorrow and traveling to Ohio and then to Canada. I mean, it's bad enough you're going to Ohio, brother, but you got to go to Canada too. So he need he need a lot of prayer. Amen. Uh, but uh, I don't I don't know if there's any other families that are going to be traveling. I know uh, brother Eric mentioned some of his family are just even coming in uh, tonight. So just a lot of people uh, traveling, and I didn't know if there was anybody else. But we certainly want to be, be much in prayer uh, for that. Uh, and uh, certainly uh, asking God for travel mercies there. But anybody have a prayer request tonight or an update or anything like that? Brother Colton? Okay, so let's pray for Colton. And uh, has a neurologist appointment tomorrow. Mercy, brother. All right, if you hear anything, let me know, bud. I'll be praying for that. So so let's pray for Colton on that. Anybody else tonight? Okay, Brother Matt. Praise the Lord. Good. Okay, so that's Alan uh, Reedy that's on our prayer list already with some health issues there in the second column. And so... Uh, he and his wife Norma, Brother Matt's mom, and sister Becky as well, all had a round of COVID, and so this was Alan's first time, and so thankful that he's uh, doing okay from that and battling back. So, anybody else tonight? Okay, Miss Sue. Mercy. Doris Ward. Wards. Okay, so let's pray for the Doris Doris Ward's family for bereavement, and uh, remember that remember that family in prayer. Absolutely. Anybody else tonight have a prayer request or an update or anything like that? So yes, ma'am, Miss Jessica. Okay. Okay, so that's Alvin Bailey that's on there, and he's about halfway down on the first column there. And so let's pray for him. It sounds like he's kind of got some similar stuff that Brother Owen Wood uh, had with blood flow to his feet and stuff. So, yeah, okay. So let's, um, let's add that on there, some complications with his feet, and, um, and pray for him. So absolutely, absolutely. Anybody else tonight? Okay, Brother CJ. Praise the Lord. Okay. All right, so let's continue to pray for uh, Chuck Reeves and it's on our prayer list and thankful he got out of rehab. That's a blessing there. So continue to remember him uh, in prayer. 
And then good to see Miss Ginger and Brother Gene back there. Continue to pray for Miss Ginger as well. And uh, anybody else tonight have a prayer request? Or all right, let's go ahead and have our men uh, come tonight. <clears throat> Did want to mention a couple of our uh, missionaries uh, tonight. If you would pray for uh, Kent and Kathy Hogan, uh, our missionaries over uh, in the uh, Middle East, and of course you know the country that they're at. I don't want to mention it uh, via live stream tonight, but uh, they are traveling uh, back, and uh, they're actually traveling back today, and so going back to the country. And so if you would pray uh, for them tonight, and then also if you would pray for Shane and Tammy Mallard and their family uh, there in Poplar Bluff and going to be starting uh, services uh, there for Liberty Baptist Church. Uh, and I believe that will be a week from uh, this coming Sunday, December the 4th. And so exciting stuff, amen. And so let's uh, pray for them uh, tonight. Brother Jack Parker, would you pray for us tonight, brother? appreciate that offering song. We do have much to be thankful and praise God for. If we were to stop and to count all the blessings God gives us, we could go on for a long time, couldn't we? Page number 569. Let's stand together. Think of the words as you sing this song. We sing it so often and count your many blessings, but God has given us so much. Let's sing it out on that first verse. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. 
without your many blessings, every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. Out your blessings, name them one by one. Out your blessings, see what God had done. Out your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God had done. When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings money cannot buy. Your reward in heaven or your home on high. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God had done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God had done. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God had done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God had done. Amen. Great singing. Please be seated tonight. Well, I, 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 um, <laughs> I can't believe I, I get to pastor Faith Baptist Church, amen, and uh, I don't think I ever want to get over that, and uh, just uh, oftentimes uh, th- before this service, I, I try to think about, you know, just the things that have gone on uh, just in the past uh, year and just to reflect, and uh, it's been a, a really a, a blessed year, amen, and uh seen God do some things, and uh, I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking about uh, our youth rally, and uh, back in March, and for me, the youth rally is kind of when the busyness of everything really begins to kind of uh, pick up and, and kick off, if you will, and it was such a blessing to see that COVID, I guess, was finally, you know, over, and we had a, just a great turnout uh, for our youth rally, and Brother Joe Decker and his family were here with us and just had a great time. Uh, in the Lord, and then we got into our missions conference, and uh, man, was excited about that until I found out I had to preach it, amen, and uh, Miss Mickey Randolph, and so thankful that she's doing better uh, after breast cancer and all that, and, and just so grateful, and and uh, it just seemed like every year, you know, we, we were planning on having a missions conference, something has come up, or something has happened, and so I didn't tell, I scheduled Scott Nell for next year, and I didn't tell him nothing, none of this. So he went ahead and agreed to it. And, uh, but I, 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 I'm very thankful for the way that the Lord uh, led. And then to see uh, Brother Jack uh, come up and make it public that, you know, the Lord had called them to Japan to see our church's response to that. And then to see uh, my son surrender to preach. Uh, at the end of that and answer the call to preach. That was a real blessing. And then when we got ready to close out 
uh, the month of April, and uh, you know we were we were uh, we had we had crossed over the hundred thousand dollar threshold last year, and so we were at like one hundred five or one hundred I think one hundred four or one hundred five, and I thought, well, praise the Lord, we're going to go up again this year and probably get around one hundred eight or one ten or something, and then when it was all said and done, we were at one hundred forty thousand, and just an incredible blessing, and I'm I'm so grateful, and then. You know, to, then to step off into summer, and man, what a senior camp with Brother J.D. Weedo. I just enjoyed that, and just such a blessing. And then we had um, a great vacation Bible school this year, and uh, even though I had COVID right in the middle of it, it was a blessing, amen. I think probably the hardest thing was watching Emily cry, because she couldn't come to vacation Bibles. That was a heartbreaker, amen. Uh, but we just, we had a blessed time, and we're so thankful, and I could sit here all night and just praise the Lord. But I was thinking about, as I was sitting up here, I often look back and reflect on the year, but sometimes I forget that there's good things coming up ahead. And I was thinking about, you know, in January, we're going to have a sending out service for a missionary family going to Japan. Things to look forward to, amen. And just excited about what the Lord has in store for Faith Baptist Church. And I just want to praise the Lord tonight. I'm I'm thankful I'm saved. I'm thankful God has called me to preach. And I'm really thankful that God has put me in Olathe, Kansas. And I get to pastor Faith Baptist Church. And it's just been a blessing. I was thinking about the messages that Brother Knutson gave uh, over the, the uh, Sunday, this past Sunday. And, and talking about being thankful for one another. And all I could sit there and think about was my prayer list. And I have every church member and even a lot of visitors that we have, I write them in there and I pray for them each week. And I, and I find myself being very thankful. Thank you, Lord, for sending this family and this family. And just what a blessing. And so I just want to say tonight, it's a privilege to pastor Faith Baptist Church. It really is. And I'm, I'm very grateful and, and thankful tonight. If you have a testimony, maybe something the Lord's just impressed upon your heart uh, tonight and you want to give God the glory, uh, that's our time. We've got Brother Jack and Brother Tim They've got lapels uh, that you can uh, hold and, and talk into, and that way uh, you don't have to shout, but also we have people tuning in live stream, and I know they enjoy uh, hearing the testimonies and, and things like that. And so just keep in mind that what you say will not only be heard here, but will be heard around the world. <laughs> and some of you are going, wow, that's awesome, but some of you need to be going, oh, I need to be careful. Just trying to help you tonight. A little pastoral advice before we get started. Amen. All right. So anybody got a testimony uh, tonight? Miss Ginger uh, Sexton back there has got her hand up. So, oh my, it's not three pages. Okay. Um, but as Dean and I get older, when we try to say something, it uh, doesn't quite come out, or we can't think of a word. I got you. So it's here. Okay. But anyway, but. Uh, Jean and I wrote this together, wanting to testify about our thankfulness. First, of course, we're both thankful for our salvation. We thank God for sending his son to be born of a virgin, his preaching and his teaching while he was here, his death on the cross, his burial, and his resurrection for us as well as all who will receive him as their Savior. We thank God for giving us his word in a book that's called the Holy Bible, that we can look to for guidance in our life. Jean wanted to say thank you, God, for sending us a preacher 
who is not afraid or ashamed to proclaim your word to us in a time of a confused world that we live yes, in. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We thank God for the staff and the friends that we have, and we can join together in this building and worship the Lord and pray for each other. We love you all. Amen. Personally, here we go, to thank God for a husband Amen. that loves me. Amen. And has loved me for over 62 years. Amen. Unconditionally. But I love you. <laughs> and then last, we wanted to both say thank you, God, that one day we'll stand before you with no more sin, no sorrow. Amen. And no more sorrows or sins that we have to bear. Amen. We love you, Lord. Amen. That's a blessing. Amen. Well, since we got stuff written down, this was actually, I, I really thought this was special, and I wanted to read this to you tonight, but Brother Rich and Miss Georgie Raymer aren't able to be here tonight, and he brought this by my office uh, last week and, and just said I could do with it what I wanted to if I wanted to read it or if I didn't want to read it or if I wanted to edit it. But I really appreciated this, and, and, and it might, you might find a, a lot of encouragement in this, as, as, well as, as well as all the other ones that will be given tonight. But this is from Brother Raymer, and he says, Nobody plans to be a widow, and when it happens, times get crazy. And sure, you get through it one step at a time, and once your head clears a little, you go back to work and try to invent a new normal. And over time, things settle down somewhat. And one thing that makes the time go easier is knowing that my spouse is in heaven. Now she can do the things that she couldn't do before. She can tell directions. <laughs> and sing in the choir. She has thrown away her glasses, which I am looking forward to also. Bible reading and church attendance was still important. And I was doing my best, but my strength was minuscule compared to the Lord's strength seeing me through those days. After several years, being alone most of the time began to wear on me, and my occasional prayer was, if the Lord wants me to be with someone else, He's going to have to bring them right up before me and make it obvious enough that I can't mistake the signs and mess it up. On December 31st of 2020, alone at home, killing time, and until tired enough to go to bed, I wondered if I could find my old friend Georgiana. And I'd looked for her before, as I had with other high school friends on Facebook, but could never find her. And in the Lord's timing, He allowed me to find her. And I expected to say hi and find that she had 2.3 kids and some grandkids and was near retirement. And I sent her a simple message and said, Hi, Rich Raymer from Kansas here. And with no response, a little later I put stuff away and headed for bed. And I found out later that her prayer that same evening had been, New Year, New Me. And we agreed that the Lord was answering our prayers, but He hadn't been ready for us to make contact until that day. And while I thought I was just contacting an old friend to say hi, the Lord was pushing her through her own door and slamming it shut. In many ways, July of 2018 was, a, was forever ago. Best way I know how, tried to stay close to the Lord, trusted that He had a good reason for how things had worked out, and that He had His eye on me no matter how it appeared.
Although I am clueless why, I, why any of this happened this way, I am certain that God is good. I thought that was really good. What a blessing. Anybody else tonight have a testimony tonight? So, okay, Miss Sue. Okay, Brother Jack's got the lapel here. If you would talk in, make sure you talk into the lapel there. So, real blessing. Um, well, it's hard to follow up on that, but that, that is a tremendous blessing. Um, so I'm, I'm very thankful for my salvation. I'm very thankful to have uh, been a product of the bus ministry Amen. of this church. Amen. Uh, it means a lot, you know, that we're still doing it, that we're still going out um, and bringing in the kids that, that need that. Um, backside to my story um, that I didn't even know till many years later, I was almost 30 years old, I got saved when I was 12 here. So I finally, almost 30 years old, met my um, biological dad. The dad who raised me was my stepdad. Well, anyhow, I meet him, my, my birth dad, and he says, uh, he tells me his story, how that he got saved in 1979 and um, started praying for me and my brothers. He lived on the East Coast. And uh, the next thing you know, long about 1980, 1981, my oldest brother starts coming to church here. Then my other brother and I start coming to church here on the bus. And uh, next thing you know, all three of us are saved and baptized. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, we really don't know why. We, we just think we're just a product of the bus ministry. And so, but the encouragement is that in that is when we're here, we're praying for our families. We're praying for mm-hmm. those that we don't know or we're not close to or someone has a, a prayer request, you know, from afar for a family member afar praying for them to come to the Lord. Don't ever stop. Right. My, uh, my birth father never knew the answer till that his prayer was answered until I met him when I was almost 30 years. Amen. So he had still been praying for my brothers and I to be saved, not knowing that we had already been. Um, so I, just to thank God for that and how he works. And then just with life that has, has gone on, uh, with people, uh, passing away, uh, whether it's been like very close to me, my mom or friends and, and family. And I knew Miss Debbie, mm-hmm. uh, remember, you know, the older I get, the more I understand the saying that I've heard since I was a kid that, um, only one life will soon be passed, but only what's done for Christ will last. Mm-hmm. And I see that more and more, and I've never felt that any truer in my life. And so, you know, I'm praying for God to use me in ways that I've never been used before mm-hmm. just to to yield myself to, even in, when I think it's a small thing or a little thing, it's not to somebody else. Right. And so um, that's, that's really just what I wanted to say. I'm, I'm thankful for my salvation. I'm thankful for this church and all you people. And um, I just want to be an encouragement and serve the Lord. All Amen. Heart. All right. Anybody else not? Anybody else? Brother Wisdom? As usual, I don't have any really organized thoughts, but uh, I have some things I wanted to say that uh, um, I appreciate this church very much. I appreciate our pastor very much. I appreciate the fact that uh, he prays for us. And I think one of the things I see is, you know, we are in a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. You just look at our country. Yes, sir. And 
and things going on there. And, uh, you know, I see as I talk to people and, you know, I, I, I love it when we have visitors and we have people that mm -hmm. start coming and then join and, and get in and, and get involved. That's, that's so good and make new friends and, and stuff. But I also see the struggles that people go through. Right. And, uh, you know, and it's families, you know, sometimes I think it's easy to get discouraged for some people. I mean, including me, but I'm just saying it's, it's, uh, I just want to encourage people, you know, keep your families in church. Amen. And, uh, also to, uh, you know, I really enjoy the, the, the Bible reading that, you know, we do. I mean, we, you know, you have plenty of other reading to do besides just what you have in your daily reading, but yep. uh, I think just staying in the Word really, really is so important. And, uh, but I, I was thinking tonight we had a, you know, we, we left a, a well over like an hour earlier, hour early. It usually takes us about 45 minutes and we left about an hour earlier and I thought, well, we'll, we'll get there in plenty of time. And then we get up to close to DeSoto and traffic is like parked and uh so we took an exit and kind of took some back roads here and just got here on time but i think uh about all the you know 40 something years we've gone here how many times the lord's given us safe trips amen and yep. i uh, i'm always praying for everybody you know about that you know mm -hmm. because uh but uh i also i just I think uh, I love working with the young people here, and mm -hmm. and uh, you know they're more in my level, I guess. <laughs> so, but anyway, I uh, I uh, I'm encouraged when I see young people starting to step up and uh, mm -hmm. listening to the Lord's uh, challenges to them and those kind of things, and and. Um, uh, about a week ago, Jeanette and I had her 50th anniversary. I, I'm uh, very thankful for her. Amen. Uh, she gets an endurance medal or something. So, <laughs> so and uh, I know I, I think my mother's probably listening to this too, so I do want to say I was so thankful to have Christian parents, you know, to, to grow up in a Christian home. Amen. And, uh, but I just want to remind everybody that we are in a spiritual war. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, just like the pastor talked about everything that happens for, like, missions, conferences, and mm -hmm. everything else, it, it seems like anytime you try to do something good and have something good, the devil's always out there just, you know, fighting against us. So yep. I just want to encourage, all, you know, all of us to, to work together and love each other. Amen. Amen. It's good. Okay. All right, Brother Gary's back there. This side over here can go too. There's we got Brother Tim's back there, and he's just really bored. So anybody, I, I'm kind of like Brother uh, Wisdom. I don't really necessarily have my thoughts in any particular order. Um, but like again, like him, that's not that unusual either. Um, we have a lot to be thankful for. Uh, we're getting ready to start our fifth year here at the church. Um, 
actually we're in our fifth year. We started uh, September. Yeah. Uh, just before the, re the first revival we were here, we, we came that week. Angel kept begging me to wait until after October to join so we didn't have to skip Sweets Week for, uh, <laughs> for revival. So, uh, but uh, we, we, we joined anyway. But uh, So yeah, we've been here just over four years and uh, I just want to say how thankful we are for this church, you know. Um, other people drive just about as far as we do, but sometimes we're up here six, seven days a week, putting eight or 900 miles you know, a week, coming up to the city. And um, when you get up on Sunday morning and you've been working a lot and you're tired, it makes a difference when you have a church when you go to and people care about you when you walk yeah. in the door. You're so right. we just want to give you guys uh, just thank you for that. Um, you know, we're kind of the odd people here. We don't have any kids. We're at like a weird age where, you know, we really don't want to have kids. So. <laughs> you know, and we're just kind of in a weird place. And it just, and we were talking to Miss Sexton about this on Sunday. And some of the other churches we went to, you know, because we didn't have kids and we weren't fitting in any place, it just kind of seemed like a weird, weird situation. But it is nice to come in here. And you guys accept us the way we are, even though we're weird and odd and... Uh, those kind of things. But it's just, it's nice to come to church. And people ask why we drive this far. And Angel was invited to go to a lunch this last Saturday at the Christian church in town. And we could come here, all the preachers in town, say something. And I'm like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. Uh, you know, and we get asked all the time, well, why do you drive so far? And it's like, well, we're at a special place. We've got a special church. And it's not just a Baptist church, but it, there's all kinds of other things that are special about it. Yeah. And Pastor and I have had this conversation before we even joined the church. And Pastor hit all the points that I wanted him to hit before we joined the church. So I know doctrinally it's right. Yeah. And from here to where I live, this is the only church that is. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. When you walk in, the people actually care to see you and they say hello. Or with Angel's case, they care about her mother, which yeah. is huge. For Angel, because she works a lot, a lot and takes care of her mom, and she gets really tired of that, you know, mm -hmm. not tired of taking care of her, but from taking care of her. It can get, you know, so it wears you down. It's nice to be able to come in, and people at the church will talk to her mom and see how she's doing, make sure she's doing okay, those kind of things. It's just, uh, just a good experience when we come here. Like I said, it's just sometimes when you get up on Sunday morning, you go, I really don't want to drive an hour and then sit in church for four hours and then drive home and come back. But this church just makes it so much better. The people in this church and the preaching we heard on Sunday was just great, Brother Knudsen, with the being thankful. And, you know, I've always, this has always been my favorite service of the year. But this, this sermons this last Sunday just really hit me harder than uh, normal and trying to be thankful in everything and not trying to find something to complain about. Yes, sir. You know. Which is hard to do, and the Lord gave me a good job over the last year um, where I'm able to take time off for church, and it's easier. I, mean, I still have to travel, but it's a lot easier on my wife and easier to be here and um, not trying to brag on us, but you know, we went to a wedding a couple weeks ago. Most of my family was there, and just the way they behaved and the way they looked and acted and dressed and the stuff that they were doing, and they're all supposed to be Christians. Most of them say they're Baptists, and Angel and I were the weird ones there. I'm not like I'm not trying to brag. It's just because we go, you know, we go to a church that stands on the Word of God, Amen. that has standards, right? And we we follow the standards that we believe God has set out there, and we we might be the only ones that do it, but we're going to do it anyway, Amen. Even if that means we don't spend time with our families because it's just too much of a hassle to to try to put on a face that we don't need to be putting on, right? 
So we just we're very, very, very thankful for this church. And Amen. Uh, people don't know how much it means when you say good morning when somebody gets here on a Sunday morning sometimes. And then the, just something else that is really this year, um, I have a friend that I've known for 37 years. And uh, we grew up together. He was the best man at my wedding. But uh, when we were younger, when I, was, when I was a teenager, I was, always talked to him about being a Christian. He, he claimed to be saved. And he always claimed to be saved, but he would never go to church, never wanted anything to do with God in his life. And he got married and got divorced, and that made him even more bitter towards things. And got remarried and had some kids, but then he, uh, he just turned 40. And about five years ago, he had very serious heart complications on the job and almost died. And so I've been talking to him here and there, and this last year he finally decided, you know what, I'm not running for God anymore. And so we've been talking, and he said the only reason why he even thought about it is because of the fact that when I was a kid, I was willing to witness to him and go to church and miss the baseball games and the football games, miss the basketball games, move uh, away from my family, you know, and, and go be a youth pastor in a church in Kansas and be willing to do all those things just because that's what I felt God wanted me to do. So mm-hmm. he is now... He still he he is saved. He, he still says he didn't, he didn't get saved again, but he he's been saved. But he now realizes that he's supposed to be in church and he's Amen. supposed to be doing what God wants him to do. And he's very vocal about it now. He has to get in the right church, but we're working on that. So, <laughs> but it's just good to see after this long of praying for somebody that God has gotten a hold of them. And and you know just if you're in your place doing what you're supposed to do, sometimes you don't know who's watching, but it can make a difference. So yeah, it's good, bro. That's a good testimony. Sure appreciate Brother Gary and Miss Angel. They are a blessing. And Miss Marie. Anybody else tonight? And we got plenty of time. So, okay, Ethan over here. Tim's got somebody. Amen. He's pretty excited. So. Is it on? Is it on? Okay. Yeah, you're on. I've been uh, tremendously challenged and encouraged this year by the testimony of Brother Jack and Miss Lizzie. I've, I've, I've seen their growing heart and love for Japan, but it, it, it's amazed me that since they surrendered and came before their church, they have not ceased to lay down the word in the youth department and yep. care and minister just like they had been before. And I've, yep. I've been encouraged and challenged to have that same testimony. And I, I want to thank those, those who have stayed faithful Amen. to you know, preaching the word and laying it down. Amen. It's good. That's a blessing. All right. Up here, Brother Tim. We're getting, Jack needs a break over there. So, so the uh, I, I just wanted to say that I was thankful. You know, Christie's had back problems for a while, mm-hmm. and then they're not all better. But she's had a quality of life improvement over the last year that's been really good. And has been kind of, you know, and it's, it doesn't mean that it's all better, but on the other hand, it is a relief to not, you know, to not have that pain at the same level that it was for so long. And so that's been a real encouragement to our family. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say that that was something that we were really thankful for. Amen. That's a blessing. Anybody else? Okay, Luke. Uh, I'm just really thankful for this church, for my salvation. I'm really thankful for the men in this church. You know, 
I have a lot of mentors here. You know, my dad, mm-hmm. uh, brother Eric, brother Jack, you know, men that I definitely look up to. And I'm just really thankful for the men here that have taught me how to lead, how to have patience. And I'm just really thankful for that. I'm really thankful for uh, just the growth in our bus ministry, especially. You know, uh been working on that route for about four years. And, you know, I remember sitting there with Alicia, and there were some times where it was just one kid coming in, and we keep sending out. And, you know, to see it grow from 1 to 10 to 15 to 20, did I think we had a high the harvest party of about 27 kids and just pretty awesome to see that and to see that encouragement and to, you know, to see that encouragement of don't stop and don't give up. And it's just, it's really been awesome, you know, just to get to experience that personal growth this year, just from all kinds of different things. And so I'm just really thankful for uh, just the lessons that I've learned this year, not just from that, but from a lot of other things and just God's really been good. Amen. Amen. It's good. Anybody else? Okay, yep. Brother Quinlan, you got one. There was one right over there. Uh, Brother CJ's right there. Let's do Brother CJ. It was hard to uh, not give a testimony. Not that I didn't not want to, but. Uh, just looking back over the last year, there's been a lot of things that have changed in our lives, uh, Rachel and I. Um, so a year ago, uh, which just us and Landon, uh, a year ago we were in DeSoto, Kansas, and we've lived two different places since then. Well, whatever, we moved twice. If you've moved recently, you hate moving. Yeah. We've moved twice in one year. I haven't moved recently, but I still hate moving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was, we're glad that's over threw away the boxes so we can't move again anytime soon (laughs) (laughs) and uh, um, beginning of the year uh, Lord allowed me to get a promotion which has been a blessing but also has been stretching me uh, just completely different completely different stuff and uh, uh, answering to different people and uh, um, it's been good and, and God's been Teaching me throughout that, and uh, we've had Lydia added to the family, and uh, still trying to figure her out. And uh, you won't do that. Either, she's she's not she's not landing. Um, <laughs> she's more like her mother. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's it's been a good year, and the Lord has brought us through a lot. And um, in a good way. And uh, the Lord's opened a lot of doors. And the Lord's had to put me back in my place and, and keep me dependent upon him. Because as he opens doors and we're like, woohoo, this is great. Thank you, Lord. Then I get confident and I think I can figure everything yeah. out. And then he's got to put good. me back down and say, yeah. nope, wait for the next door. Right. And that's just happened over and over and over. And eventually I'll learn it, I promise. Um, <laughs> Haven't yet, I can't, I guess. Uh, But it's just been good, and God has um, worked out so many things when we bought the house, and I know we moved in the wrong direction, but it's, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, We'll drive, and that's all right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And, and God's just been so good in taking care of so many things for us that we had no idea. I mean, we're first-time homeowners, and we didn't know what we were getting into, and we still don't. Um, we own, I mean, like he worked out the washer and the dryer thing for us. It was so it just is, so yeah. obvious that it was God, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just so cool. And that's just weird. I, I own a washer and a dryer. I didn't realize I'm that old, but I guess I am. <laughs> it's my own washer and dryer. I don't know. But whatever. Uh, God's been good to us in a lot of different things this year, and we're just so thankful for it. Thankful for his patience with us and with me. And uh, just thinking about, like, everything that has changed in our life and um, uh, schedules have changed and, and routines have changed and all that changed throughout this year for us. And, and God doesn't change. Right. Like, no one, right, I don't have to go looking for where God is today. Right. We've moved right. twice. You yeah. went and looked for us. You had our address from a year ago. You're two houses behind. Right. You know, and, but God right. doesn't change. He hasn't yeah. moved. He's still the same loving God and caring yeah. God. Right. That came and lived with us and dwelt with us and, and died for us. He's mm-hmm. same this, still that same God. He cares about us so much. And just so thankful for that and so thankful for his patience and thankful for this church that, you know, we can continue to come to and, and you continue to love on our kids and uh, continue to love on us. And we get to be a part of, of this body and get mm-hmm. to um, participate and 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 what God's called us to do, and that is serve Him and, and, and be able to work with the kids and whatever. And It's just been a big blessing. You know, we're just so thankful uh, for what we've been able to do and um, go through this year. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, Brother Quinn would like to put his hand up. And Brother Don, my face. <coughs> Two things to thank the Lord for. Uh, People are more important than things. And uh, my wife and I were talking, and uh, she said, well, she gave a testimony last, last year and really got embarrassed. I said, okay, well, I'll embarrass you this year then. (laughs) So... But uh, not, you probably don't know how hard I am to live with, or maybe you do. Uh, but we were talking the other night, and I was just every once in a while I'd just sneeze. And so I apologized to my wife. At, at one point I said, well, I'm sneezy. Then a little later I thought, well, sometimes I'm grumpy. If we'd have thought about it very much longer, I'd have probably been, because she came back and she said, well, sometimes you're Doc. And so I'd have probably been all the seven dwarfs before it was over, but we didn't think of it too much longer after that. But in in I say all that to say that yeah, I am hard to live with. But for I think it's forty-eight years, she's been living with me. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I just thank the Lord for that. Uh, 
so many, so many things. Uh, you know, she probably could have killed me in my sleep several times. I don't know, but <laughs> there's. I, I just I do thank the Lord for for a wife that that puts up with a lot and and yet is there yes. even when she doesn't want to be there probably. But I, I appreciate that. The second thing, I've said it before, this is some of my favorite people in the world. Man. And I'm glad to be able to say that. I, I just thank the Lord for, as the pastor was speaking, he said he's thankful to be in Faith Baptist Church. And it made me think that, and it made me regret <laughs> Every Wednesday in my prayer time, I sit down with our directory and go through and pray for every family and even the kids of the family uh, about that. And I happen to think, well, I didn't get to do that this morning. I should have done that this morning, but I will tomorrow. I'm a creature of habit, so I do things my car goes places by habits. Everything I operate goes by habit. But I, I do thank the Lord for Faith Baptist Church. I thought of a third thing. My kids, I sure appreciate what God has done in their lives. Yeah. Amen. Super amen. And one fourth thing. I really love our pastor, but... I was thinking the other day of Brother Watson. Yep. I sure love him. Amen. Sure miss him. Glad Amen. he's with the Lord. And so I just thank the Lord for what he's done in Faith Baptist Church down through the last 30 years that I've been here and the 30 years before that. Uh, sure appreciate what he's done. Amen. Okay, I think I saw Brother Don back there. So. I think first and foremost, I want to thank um, preacher here that uh, my entire life I've looked for a um, a shepherd-like figure. Um, growing up in a very religious uh, type of church, and I could truly appreciate my preacher here and uh, what he's done for each and every one of us. Um, his example of being a shepherd those that know farming and lamb and sheep is uh, I'm okay to be that sheep and there's times that I don't want to listen there's times that I um, I know better um, but I'm glad glad that I gave him permission to smack me upside the head at times and uh, <laughs> secondly it's uh, each and every person here in this church from the youngest kid to the teens to the I mean you guys are just amazing I've never 48 years old and this is the only church I've ever visited other than one that I grew up in and the faithfulness from seeing you boys today at the missions house, how hard you guys were working, and it's awesome. Keep the faith, boys. It's, uh, it's amazing. Um, and then from the oldest, I, I love each and every one of you seasoned saints. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't think there's a, a friend that I don't have here in this room. I love each and every one of you guys. I think lastly, the growth that I have had in this last, I think, year, year and a half I've been here is uh, I attribute that to our Sunday morning men's prayers. Mm -hmm. It's taught me 
when men pray together, a church will stay together. Yeah. And likewise, the marriages, the yeah. men, how many times we pray for the things we pray for in men's prayer, keep on loving your spouses. Mm-hmm. And a strong family with spouses makes a strong church. Amen, bro. So I love each and every one of you guys. It's good. It's a blessing. Appreciate Brother Don. He's been a blessing. We still got plenty of time tonight. So we got Miss Zoe over here. So. Um, so I'm thankful for the people God's given me. My family, my friends, but most of all, this church. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's all I got. <laughs> That's good. That's a blessing. Wait. Okay, Miss Brother Matt right there. So. Formal. Um, I thought a lot about stuff I wanted to say tonight. Um, some of it was pretty goofy. I'm going to spare you all that. Um, one thing that I, there's, there's two or three things that I really kind of wanted to stress my thankfulness for. And one is I'm about a month away from celebrating 20 years with Amy. We dated, a, what, two and a half years in high school. Met her as a senior, by the way. And then two and a half years later got married. And we've been married right about 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's awesome. Um, if you're around me, you hear me pray very often. One of the first things I always say is I appreciate God preserving his word. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, really important to me, of course. Um, but... One of the things that Brother Knutson actually said on Sunday was that as the older he gets, the more he appreciates seeing people that have stuck by the stuff over the years. And I just turned 40. As I may not be 80, but I'm not 18 either. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older, I've, I've really started to recognize that myself. And then when he said that, I was like, yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And... Um, you know, for those of you that don't know this about us, obviously a lot of people know that for a little while at least we went to church with the Stewarts in Berean. And yes, Brother Knutson, Brother Knutson's wife led my wife to the Lord mm-hmm. in a Sunday school activity. And um, Brother Knutson was someone when we had one car as, as a young couple, picked me up and took me to men's prayer so that mm-hmm. I could then after men's prayer go with Brother King that will be here in a few weeks. So it's like Christmas for us right now. (laughs) Brother King would take me to Culpeper Place, and for a year, year and a half, I can't remember exactly how long, we took turns giving devotions at Culpeper Place Mm -hmm. and then leading music for each other, and Lance Bruton would come and play the piano. (laughs) So, um, but when I think about, when I think back on old friends, um, not all of them are still there sticking by the stuff. You're right. Um, but I really, really appreciate the ones that are because this, and this is our second year here. I'm, I'm very thankful for Cajun styled Turkey. I told Miss Kristen, I'd say that I love her husband's Turkey. Um, I got to get that recipe still. Um, this year has been a great year of growth, both in my family personally. Um, and I've seen it in the church and I appreciate, I appreciate that very much. And um, 
I just want to encourage everybody to keep sticking with it. Keep staying in your Bible. Keep praying. Um, keep coming to church. Amen. Um, and, and lastly, um, there are people in our extended circle and in an even closer circle, and I won't get into the details, but people that are being willing to embrace the word that I wondered if it would ever happen. And so I'm thankful for the growth I'm seeing in those areas too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else? Okay, Miss Natalie. Um, I'm thankful for um, our Christian upbringing, my parents. I'm Mm. thankful for the church I grew up in. Um, Thankful for the three wonderful ministries the Lord has let us be a part of. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I was, you know, my family, my kids, I'm very thankful they're all serving the Lord and church. And um, I was trying to think today, you know, Lord, what do you, you know, see what he would kind of put on my heart. But as we were sitting here and I was looking out and everybody's giving their testimony, kind of along the same lines as Brother Quinlan was saying, I'm just thankful for all the people in here. I, I look across and I see different people who've been through some really hard times, mm-hmm. yet they're still faithful, they're yep. still coming, they're still showing up, and that's Amen. a blessing to me. Amen. And I'm, I'm just really thankful for our that's church good. family. That's good, man. Okay, Miss Kristen. Okay, I know Bill is sad that he's going to be here. Of course, he's out of town. Yeah. So, um, but this year has been a pretty tough year for me and Will, just growing and fighting the spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're so thankful that um, our motto or statement that we're following this Bible verse we're following this year, yeah. we've really been following that and trying to make God first Amen. in everything we're doing and. Obviously, that's coming challenges with me quitting my job, which was probably, I thought was the hardest thing I could ever do in my entire life. Um, but from just listening to all your messages, preacher, what God's laid on your heart has just been so helpful to our mm-hmm. family to grow. Um, there's just been so many things we're thankful for. We're thankful for so many people in the church to love us, love our kids, because this is our family. Amen. Um, and we're just thankful for all those things. Um, we do know that you know we have a lot of we do have a lot of worries but we're with the messages we've been reading our bibles and stuff learning that we don't have to worry about those things that we know especially this coming year are probably going to bring for us um but we're just going to keep trusting god and keep going forward and keep serving wherever we can and we're just thankful to be able to do all those things amen that's a blessing sure thankful for brother will and miss Kristen. they are a blessing really are okay Brother Steve Parker back there, Brother Tim, right next to you. I, uh, I told Jack, I really feel like I don't need this, but I know for the live stream. I told Jack that, you know what, I'm not going to do a testimony this year. I'm not going to embarrass you. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, CJ, I think, said it best. How, how, can, you not, how can you not give a testimony? Um, if you come to this church and you're around these people, and uh, how can you not uh, publicly say thank you? Yeah. Um, thank you to the people here. Thank you to the Lord. Um, yeah, when, uh, 
Jack told us earlier this year, well, first of all, they invited us over for dinner that they prepared, my wife and I. They, never, they usually never do that, so we knew something was up. And the first thing my wife said, they're going to tell us they're going to Japan. I said, no, I don't think they're going to do that. And I, when Jack invited me, I said, I know, you're going to invite us over to tell us you're going to Antarctica or something. And so after we had dinner, he sits down and he goes, I can always tell when Jack's going to tell me something big, just by how he acts. But he goes, oh, well, um, and I knew it was coming. He said, we're not going to Antarctica. And my wife goes, going to Japan. And he just went like that. <laughs> you know, I've said in here often when I'm asked to pray for the missionaries that I can't think of a, I mean, we all know about the Great Commission. That's what it's all about. Sure is taking the word to other people. And what better way, or what better way to fulfill the Great Commission, I guess, than to take it to people who probably aren't gonna hear it unless you take it to them. And I mean, after being around Jack and Lizzie, they've been preparing for this Japan trip, and I, stuff I'm hearing about it, I mean, it's, that is a lost people over there. A, a big, big country full of lost people. Yes, sir. And I've always thought that leaving your family and friends and everything familiar to you and everything that's comfortable to go to a far-off land that you don't know to spread the gospel is the greatest calling I think you could answer. Mm -hmm. And I've got to say, I'm not surprised at all that my son's answering it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he's grown up here. Most, a lot of people in here know him. I, actually, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, really, I mean, there are, there are some, but I, I've been here longer than most of you that are in here now. So, I mean, that's how the church has grown since mm -hmm. we've been here, um, just under 20 years. And I'm cer certainly thankful for that, thankful for the new families we've seen the last couple of years. But those of you that have known Jack since he was, you know, went to kindergarten here, um, I, I think a lot of you that know him weren't surprised either that this is where he ended up. And uh, am I excited about him moving with my grandkids on the other side of the world? Oh, no. No, I'm not. Um, but it's like I told him, how could I, if you're doing this, how could I do anything but support you and be in favor of it? Sure. And so... I'm behind him all the way, him and Lizzie. I know Lizzie was a little apprehensive at first, but of course, she's, she's with him all the way right, right now, too. I'm thinking about Jason probably learning Japanese before he learns English. Um, but, uh, you know, there's FaceTime and things like that, but I'll, once they're over there, we'll need our church family, too, for some mm -hmm. support. And of course, God will be there for us, but it will be, it will be hard. I told Jack, I mean, I hope nothing worse happens between now and then, but I expect the day they get on that airplane to go to Japan to be the worst day of my life. Um, and maybe one of the best days, too. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll get used to it, and we'll communicate with them best we can, but I'm so thankful that he's answering God's call department here. That's something else I want to thank the church, uh, the thank, be thankful for is the young men in this church. I, I, hang, I hang around with the boys in the teen department a lot. Not the girls, that would be weird. Um, <laughs> But the boys, I mean, have just I've, what I've seen out of them, the growth. I mean, Gentry's getting ready to get baptized. I mean, I was tearing up about that the other day. I mean, and the, growth, the growth I've seen in that young man is amazing. And, of course, Luke. When he first came here, honestly, I'd think, I'm not going to like the pastor's kid. This is going to be rough. <laughs> but, but he has grown up into a fine young man that I love dearly. Um, I love Ethan Whitney. I mean, I think that's another great young man that's coming in. I mean, I don't, I don't want to dismiss anybody. I mean, I like all these boys especially. Um, but, man, to see the growth there and what good young men we have growing up in this church, it's real pretty special. And I also want to, and I'm going gonna, gonna to stand up here so I can't see her, so I don't cry and she doesn't, but 
Bibi Shwani, but I want, to, I want us to all, and I know you probably are, but there's a special young lady in the sound booth back here, too, that I've known since she was 10 years old. And I know for a long time she's wanted a child. And she's just weeks away from having one. And I'm so excited for Shelby and Matt. Yep. And so thankful. And I can't wait for that little girl to get here. Mm -hmm. And she has no idea what she's in for. <laughs> Maybe she does. But I know she can't wait. And just also, you know, as I do, and I'm sure you all have, just continue to pray for her. A few more weeks to go. Um, you know, it's not over till it's over. So it's, it's not all. I, I know she's going to be worried until she's holding the baby in her arms. But, but uh, so excited for Shelby. Uh, to have that baby on the way, and uh, just continue to pray for her. And again, thank you for the people in this church. Uh, like many have said tonight, love you all. I mean, I, I have my people that I'm closer to than others. We all do. That we we talk to more than others. Not that I'm slighting anybody. I I thank. I'm so thankful for this church family. But um, just uh, it's a special place, as Brother Quinlan said, and so thankful to be here. Anybody else tonight? Okay, Miss Melanie Edler. Okay, I'm going to go next. I've got um, a lot of things I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that way back in 1964, I heard a man who may or may not have been saved. I don't know. He's a Lutheran minister, and he told us, there is a hell, and you don't want to go there. Right. And so... Throughout my entire time of growing up, I was trying to figure out the way that I wouldn't have to go there because I knew it was a possibility because I knew that Jesus was real, that if he said there was a hell, there was. Mm -hmm. Now, it took me a little longer than most people once they learn that you know they need to be saved I wasn't saved until I was 23 years old. And so I'm coming up on 40 years of salvation this mm -hmm. April. And I thank God for him being patient with me, just, you know, kind of trying to figure that out. He was there with me the whole time. I believe that. And um, he's been with me ever since. And um, he's taken care of my girls with He's taking care of my um, grandchildren, and I thank God for that. But most of all, I'm thankful that this last five years has been the worst trials that I've gone through because I've never understood up until the time that I couldn't work what would happen if I couldn't work. Mm -hmm. And when my health got bad and I was not able to work, it was very, very difficult on me. And I, as many of you know, I've become a bit very full of anxiety and I've had a lot of depression because of it, because I didn't understand it. And you know what? The last year has been hard. But I, I was thinking just a little while ago, back in 1964, I knew what I wanted then, and I knew I wanted to get back to work now, but I didn't know how quite to do it. And um, the song 
I want that mountain. That's what I was thinking about. I've got to get out of this valley. I want that mountain that the Lord's given me. Mm-hmm. And not be concerned about the, you know, things that were, are going on inside me, but just move forward and keep going. And so I'm thankful I'm back to work finally, even though it's only part-time. And um, kind of scary in a way because I don't know how long that's going to be, you know, you know, where I can do it because my body seems to be getting weaker sometimes. But I'm here, and the Lord is taking care of me. Twelve yeah. years ago, I thought for sure I was going home when I had my aneurysm, but you know what? He brought me through that. He brought me through this condition that I've gone through in the last five years. And I know that he's given me that mountain now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? No? Okay, Ms. Odie. Well, since you're right there. Yeah. I just want to, first of all, say I'm very thankful for my salvation and for this church that I grew up in. And also, um, this last year has had a lot of doors closed and a lot of doors open. I haven't understood all of it. But it seems like God's been leading me through it all and just it's been opening one door after another. And I'm thankful for all my friends I've had. They're supporting me and just helping me be a good testimony with my testimony and just friendship and is what I've been needing. So I really appreciate all of you guys and thankful for my children, of course. And that's all I have to say. That's okay. That's good. That's a blessing. All right, Miss Amy. I want to say I'm thankful for my salvation. I've been saved 15 years now. Amen. And I'm thankful for this church. And I'm also thankful to be able to help in the school. Um, it's great to um, see the Lord work in the children's lives and it's also great to see the staff and how they invest in the kids and just the students that have been a product of the school and what they um, are doing for the Lord now mm-hmm. is uh, really a blessing. Amen. That's good. That's a blessing. Okay. Anybody else tonight? Okay, Miss Anita. Sitting there under conviction about getting up, <laughs> but there's probably I, a lot of them doing that. <laughs> I'm just so thankful for our church family, and yeah. um, I can echo just about everything everybody has said tonight. But I love each one of you. Yeah. I'm so thankful for my son and his precious wife and family that yeah. God has let me live with, and they take care of me thankful for our pastor and his precious wife and family. It's such a blessing to me. And um, I thank you that the church is so good to me. And I just love each of you. I just thank you from from the bottom of my heart. And most of all, my salvation, God just blesses me so much every day. And uh, 
I'm thankful he lets me get up in the morning <laughs> and um, breathe the air he gives me, and I can come and go and do and able to serve Amen. here in our church. Thank you so much. Amen. Some blessing. Amen. Anybody else tonight? Some of y'all just don't worry about the time. Amen. All right, take your Bibles tonight. Let's all stand in honor of God's Word if you're able to stand. And uh, appreciate the men helping us out uh, tonight uh, with the lapels. And, and um, really could probably go around the room and each one of us uh, give a testimony. And we probably should do that. Amen. And, and uh, praise the Lord. But Luke chapter number 17 tonight. And I, I realize the time I'm not going to preach, um, obviously, all of my notes here and things like that. But in fact, let's just go ahead and take this out and this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's, to me, it's a very familiar scene, but I, I you know, and, and, um, and one that I think about, you know, oftentimes in, <clears throat> around this, this time of the year. And I, I guess the reason that I do is because I think naturally for us, Nat- naturally we're unthankful. I mean, naturally that's, that's who we are in our flesh, and so this just speaks to me um, in my own heart. But Luke chapter 17, and verse number 11, it says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered into a certain village there, or a certain village there met him, Uh, Ten men that were lepers which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. That's what it says. And he was a Samaritan, so it points that out, and I think that's very key. But then notice, notice what Jesus says, and Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that returned uh, to give God or to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And really, I think that last verse there, probably a whole nother message that we could preach out of that. But something that has come to my mind over the last couple of weeks and just thinking about the subject of Thanksgiving, even studying it, reading in the Bible and even even we saw this on Sunday morning and looking at that that passage in Sunday school in, in 1 Thessalonians 5 where it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning in Christ Jesus. I, I'm just, if I could get my words to come out tonight. There's an expectation that God has for His people to be thankful. There really is. Even here where Jesus says, where are the nine? There's, that means this, that there should have been ten. There should have been, but there was only one. And so I just, I want to look at this passage tonight, but I, 
I think really the lesson for us is obviously here from the Scriptures, let us be like the one and not the nine. Father, would you bless the preaching just quickly tonight as we go through it. I, I know that there's a lot of thoughts here and, and things that we could delve into, but I just want to remind us of a couple of things tonight and challenge us. But Lord, help us tonight. Help us to be a people that are humble, humbly thankful, Lord, in our hearts towards you. You've been so gracious and good to us. Would you bless the preaching tonight in Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you be seated uh, tonight? And again, I am actually going to skip quite a few of the notes. I, I certainly, I think probably most of us tonight would, if we could say it like this, we could see the picture here of salvation uh, with the, uh, the, the lepers here. We understand the condition of, of leprosy and the picture that it is of, of sin and how it starts within the body and begins to eat its way out. It's kind of like sin does, doesn't it? Uh, it's, it's within the heart and begins to work its way out. You think of the consequences of it. They were outcast. They were rejected. You can study all of these things. and just amazing. But that's exactly uh, where sin leads you and I. Sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more then you want to pay. I think about this. Leprosy was incurable. Well, sin is incurable. Amen. Uh, but we also know this, that Christ was the one in his compassion. And I love this in verse number 11. It says, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria in Galilee. Now you think about this. Jesus Christ knew where he was going and who he was going to run into. And he came their way so that they could be healed and so that they could be uh, restored. And, and what a blessing. I don't, I don't, you know, hopefully you're grabbing a hold of the picture tonight, but I, it, when you think about your salvation, hopefully you understand that you didn't find him, he found you. And it was God. I, I was thinking about Brother Ted uh, Alexander that preached our, our fall revival this past year. And, and last year he sent me a YouTube video of his testimony of, of salvation and his uh, brother had gotten saved and led his mom to the Lord and uh, their mom. And, and so they both were witnessing to brother Ted and he said, and I just, I got tired of these religious nuts and, and uh, left and, and went into the military. And, and he said, as soon as I got up there and got situated in my barracks, some guy came in and brought me the Bible and started talking to me about the gospel. He said, man, I can't get away from these people. And he said, I started reading the Bible, and the next thing you know, God began to deal with him. And he said this, while I was trying to get away from God, God was chasing me. And while where I wasn't looking for God, God found me. And I'm just saying to you tonight, that's exactly what Christ did, that he came their way, that he heard their cry in verse number 13, and they, as they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And and he cleansed them. And I love this. Look at verse number 14. It says, And when they saw them, and when he saw them, rather, it says, He said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And, and it says, And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. So you understand that, that this was part of the law of Moses, but it's also, again, it's part of that picture that they simply done what Jesus said. They'd done it by faith. And as they went, they were cleansed. It's exactly how it works with salvation, is it not? That we just simply do what God says to do. And here's what God says to do. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And that's, that's exactly what they did. They took his word by faith and did. I mean, can you imagine that walk though? 
I mean, all of a sudden there, you know, maybe one guy had already lost a leg and there's another, there's a leg. I mean, maybe one guy's like, hey, your ear's back. I, I don't know. I'm just, you know, that's the way leprosy is, that it eats your body from the inside out and things begin to rot off. And I'm just saying, they, they begin, as they walk, they begin to look and, 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 and next, next thing you know, man, everything is, is changing. Notice in verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed. And so they all begin to see that. They, I mean, listen, you think about this, that, that he saved them. I mean, what a picture this is. And watch this. He changed their life. Yeah, you understand, these were outcasts. I mean, even not just to their town that they were in or to the people. They were outcasts to their family. They couldn't touch anybody. They couldn't be around anybody. They couldn't handshake with anybody. They couldn't hug their, their spouses or, or kiss their children. They couldn't do any of those things, but now they can. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ does, does He not? Sure He does, sure He does. And some of you need to perk up a little bit, amen, but He does. He changes our life. But look what happens in verse 15. It says in one of them, when he saw that he was healed, Notice it says, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a, he was a Samaritan. So there's obviously the picture here of this, the, the salvation that the Lord Jesus Christ brings and, and, uh, to us and, and uh, cleansing us and changing our life and forgiving us of all of our sin. But then this leper, he, this one that turns back, he really, he gives us some truths about uh, this subject of, of thanksgiving. The first thing that I thought about was this, and if you look at verses 15 and 16 and just kind of chew on them, I think that we could say it like this. It, it sh- he shows us that he was thankful both publicly and privately. Do you notice that? I mean, look at what it says in verse 15. It says that when he saw that he was healed... And turned back. Now watch this. And with a loud voice, he glorified God. That was publicly, wasn't it? That he wanted everybody to hear that he had been healed. And he wanted to know, wanted them to know that who it was that done it. He glorified God. He praised God. But then also in his personal life, it says in verse 16 that he fell down on his face at his feet. Talking about the feet of Jesus giving him thanks. And so you understand there was that public praise, but then there was also that, that private worship under the Savior. And I thought about this, what a picture this is of how our church life, but also our home life ought to be. That you understand that, and by the way, they both go together. That means this, that, that we're, when we're not praising God in our public life, in our church life, here's why. It's because we're not praising God in our private life. I mean, you understand, friend, that we're to be thankful and that we're to praise God in our private life and in our prayer closet, being at the feet of Jesus. And then when we come into the house of God, it should be that we learn to praise Him, that we're singing praises unto Him, that we're responding to the Word of God and and praising Him and glorifying uh, Him. But here's the other thing, that He also shows us how how thanksgiving work, uh, works. It goes from glorifying God with a loud voice to falling at the feet of Jesus in humility. And really, 
it goes back to that same truth that we learned on Sunday that we're to give thanks even when we may not feel thankful. But if you are like me and you've done that, you will find this, that as you do thank God, you find yourself feeling very thankful. You find yourself being at that place of humility and brokenness and and rejoicing before God and how truly He has, how good He has been. But uh, this is really the last thing, and I think that this is really the primary idea uh, of the whole scene here. And look at verse number 16, it says, And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And it points this out. And he was a Samaritan. And then it goes on down and Jesus says, We're not the ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Demonstrating that he he had the expectation that they would all rejoice and, and praise him. After all, I mean, he just changed their life and healed them of their leprosy. But this is what I was thinking about the fact that it points out that he is a that he is a Samaritan it has to point to the truth that the other nine were not they were Jews and what i want to basically conclude here is this is that the reason that the other nine didn't come back and thank the lord is because of spiritual pride you know, they're, they're the Jews. We shouldn't, have, we shouldn't have never gone through this in the first place. Um, and now that we're healed, well, that's what God should do for us. You, you understand, God doesn't have to do any of that. And really, we, we should find ourselves thankful. But I, I, I just, I don't know, I was, I was chewing on that and, and thinking about that, and I, I just I want to I want to say this tonight: spiritual pride is a very dangerous thing, and and please don't think that it doesn't exist among God's people who are saved. It it very much so does, and 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 let me let me just th- these are the two things that I I thought about tonight as I was thinking about this, and I we'll finish up, and I'll leave you with this. But th- th- this had to do with their pride in their heritages as Jewish people. And I want to give you a couple of things here tonight. If you have a heritage of being raised in a Christian home, that's not something to pride yourself in. That's something to be thankful for. You, you, you understand, it, it shouldn't be that it causes you to look down your nose at, at others who don't have a heritage uh, like you have. It shouldn't give you the attitude that you don't deserve this when you go through some difficulty or trial uh, in life. No, I'm telling you tonight, the heritage that you have as a Christian being raised in a Christian home, that is something to rejoice in, but it's also something that bears much responsibility. And you need to be mindful of that. But here's another one that I thought about tonight too. I believe this, I believe as Faith Baptist Church, we have a great heritage. We really, we really do. But again, that's not something to pride ourselves in. That's something to be grateful uh, for. It's something to build upon. It really is. It's not, listen, it's not something that should cause us to look down our noses at other churches that, that maybe we go to camp with them or summer camp or maybe we, 
maybe we're at the youth conference with them, or maybe we're, you know, uh, doing some kind of preacher's fellowship or something. No, 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 no. But listen, that's not something that should cause us to do that. And besides that, here's the thing. We're not as spectacular as we think we are. We're, we're not. And we still need to send out missionaries. We still need to plant uh, churches. But, but the point is this tonight. Let us, let us not be like the nine. Let's not be like the nine. Because I'm telling you, listen, because had the Savior not come by our way and showed the same compassion and cleansed us of our sin and changed our lives, we'd still be a mess. We'd still, and listen, we, okay, well, we still are a mess, but I'm just saying to you, we'd be worse of a mess than what we are right now, amen. You know, you know why the Savior ends it with the question, where are the nine? A stranger comes back, a, a, a Samaritan, to praise the Lord when really they all should have been there. When really they all should have been there. I'd like to say that if that happened to me, I'd, I'd want to be there. I'd want to be there. Let's all stand uh, tonight.